0: This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, W-O-G-L, H-D-3, Philadelphia. Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. If we don't move in our own direction, we're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries Powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee, Hocke, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor.
1: We have to decide whether the city of Philadelphia, who has had success with big ticket items like the Pope, like the like the DNC, and like the NFL draft, and like the Eagles parade, sure. whether we want to continue to do those big events.
2: Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A good Saturday evening, everyone, and welcome into what is our President's Hour with the President of the AFL CIO, Pat Iding, joining us uh, here uh, for the big show on a Saturday night. We take you back to one week ago uh, with that audio soundbite. Audio soundbite uh, from Mike Barnes in reference to uh, the Made in America concert on the Parkway. Uh, at this uh, this time a week ago, we were having a conversation uh, about whether or not the uh, concert uh, was going to stay uh, at the Parkway. We bring Mike Barnes in since the update came out earlier in the week. We bring Michael Barnes uh, into the program. Michael, a good mor- or a good Saturday to you, sir.
3: Uh, good, good, to, good to talk to you guys, Joe. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Right, how are you, sir? I'm doing great pal.
4: So, Mike, your your prophetic last words on the broadcast last week, where uh, you'd be willing to bet that the next time you talk to us, there'd be a good outcome uh, for the situation on the Parkway. You want to give us an update as we as we many of us have already uh, read in the, in the newspaper. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Sure, as as it's been reported, uh, a deal was reached on Monday between uh, Mayor Kenny and Rock Nation to bring back Made in America back to the Parkway. For years to come uh didn't exactly say how many years but it was clear that this was going to be a multi-year deal uh that was the initial objective uh that we were focused on and we achieved that objective uh as we go forward we'll work with the mayor to uh to make that event a better event for 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 rock nation and also for the community out there soften the blow on the community
4: now mike you talked about the man hours and, and and putting them together um Tell us what you did there.
1: So the, the initial report, which I'm assuming the mayor uh, uh, made his determination on, uh, identified a, a lot of information that was derived from, from, the, from the people around the parkway. Uh, once labor weighed in on the issue, we were able to pre, uh, provide a different perspective from, from a logistical standpoint. And we were able to take the, the problems apart that were identified in the report and give solutions to those problems. And uh, I'm hopeful they were helpful to the mayor uh, at his meeting on Monday and will we'll, we'll be used uh, going forward as part of the solution for Made in America.
3: And, Mike, some of the other folks who uh, who weighed in on this, obviously, are the people who live there nearby and, and uh uh, and, and to the, their words, not mine, the extremes they go through, uh, mainly because I guess the misconception, uh, and this is something I, I heard l- the other day that when they came to this thing, resolved that they're going to meet with the, uh, the the residents in that area to, to do some resolve. But the fact that uh, it's not like the three-day event that people think it's, for those folks, it's, it's probably at least a week-long event. And I think that's some of the things that you offered to fix that uh, may may help to, uh, maybe not satisfy, but at least calm the waters a little bit. I I think that the mayor did a good job, uh, as he will do. You know, one thing great about this mayor, he doesn't get locked into his own mind. He's always open for discussion, and I know you had a great part of that back then. But uh, I I think the other part of that, uh, and I don't know that I've heard yet. Uh, what they all come up with but they all the parties who were who felt they were being put upon about it are coming together to try to make this thing happen because it's a great thing for the city well
1: one of the options that that we had presented was that we could reduce the amount of time that the parkway was being used by running double shifts for the stage hands uh you know it was just by by scheduling that they they set single shifts and it was only because they had the availability of the parkway to to schedule single shifts when the time frames are reduced, which they are many times in my industry, uh, the employers or the producers will just schedule double shifts, and and that shortens the amount of time that we would use the parkway significantly.
3: It's you know, the, listen. You, I certainly can have empathy for the the folks that live there, but it's such a it's such a great, especially for folks seeing events on there from other cities it's just a great picture when they when the events happen there whether it's the pope or whether it's this or whatever because the parkway is 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 such a beautiful area for the city of philadelphia uh but then again those folks who live there think it's pretty nice on the day there is no event too so uh you know it's good that that all parties at least are being considered and and uh, i i think that's really what i believe is great about this administration that they're open to discuss these things well, Pat, you,
1: you look at the parkway and, and you look at the issues that the residents are having. You can take that argument and you can put it down to South Philly and say maybe we should not have Philly's games or Eagles games there because the crowd, the noise, uh, and the inconvenience for the South Philly people are problematic. You can then take that argument and say, well, maybe we should shut down 95 because the inconvenience that the, the, the people that surround 95 have to put up with in regards to to Ninety-five. I mean, we could shut down Southwest Philly because of the Sunoco station, uh, Sunoco refinery. You could use that argument they used at the Parkway to shut down the entire city and do away with every job that we have. But that's not what we need to be focused on. We need to be focused on a, a plan that brings big ticket items in that maximizes the city's potential to use their cultural strength to create jobs and economy in Philadelphia. And we offered the mayor a four-point plan, which included reduced scheduling through doubling up shifts, parking solutions that allow them to shuttle the, the uh, people that are attending and the workers from outside the area inside on shuttles. We talked about a communication Uh, network that we use very successfully at the convention center through an organization called palm philadelphia area labor management in which we do pre-show meetings and post-show meetings take minutes and make sure we have a communication line to make sure everyone has their input and everybody gets the information and we're talking right now with certain members of city council to try to to try to move forward some type of structured board that would be made up of people from the labor community, from the entertainment community, and from the community groups themselves to get together regularly to to promote, to bring items in. Because while we were successful in doing Made in America, no one has talked about bringing back the NFL draft. And after that dismal show in Dallas and I don't think it's going to be much better in Vegas, we are going to blow it away in Philly if we can get it back in here. And I think the sponsors are going to want it. We should be going after the NFL draft. We should be going after the Olympics. We should be going after the World Cup soccer. And when we do, we should go after there collectively so that everybody's interests are heard from
3: including the communities. And that's, Mike, I think that's what I heard you just say, and I think that's the great part of this going forward, bringing people in. Uh, because people who know me, I, I think the best way to resolve any problem, either before or after it happens, is to talk to each other. And I think, the, 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 breakdown that you just laid out that they're going forward, they're going to use for these kinds of discussions. I think that's important. I think it stops, uh, listen, everything we can do that's better for the city is better for the residents that live there. There's no question about it. And, and, uh, you know, you mentioned a lot of venues. Listen, there was a, there was a lot of, uh, hollering and screaming about this, the stadium back when, uh, when they were going to put it down by uh, Chinatown, you know, and subsequently it went to South Valley. So the people in South Valley had to say, well, you know, why us all the time? But uh, they've adjusted well because I think when there's issues, they get it, they get addressed. And in in that community down there, like other communities, have a word. And and I think that's what's good about the progress that uh, you, I know how far you were involved in this and the mayor, and what's good about this is that folks will listen to this tonight. will know back when you were doing this, um, the, uh, the uh, uh, labor wasn't just for the interest of labor. It was to get an event here that was good for the city and everybody losing it.
1: Pat, we used the same uh, approach to fixing the Pennsylvania Convention Center. I mean, if you go down to a convention center during the flower show for that 14-day period, there's no more inconvenience than trying to get through that neighborhood during that show because of the success. But because it's located downtown, that's why the success is there. These communication tools have been put together. My uh, friend John Doherty, president of Building Trades, instrumental through this whole process with Mia instrumental in putting together this communication where labor's voice, and you too, Pat, labor's voice is, is is heard. So the good thing is, you know, the mayor gave us the opportunity to participate. We, we think we helped out with the solution, and we think we can help in the future if he continues to include us in the conversation.
3: And, Mike, you know, we have to give a shout-out to Palm, which Tony Wigglesworth, because almost everything that's involved with the city and labor that's going forward in the proper way and in a way that, that gets vetted out real properly, is done by Tony and his group at Palm. It's been a great labor management program in the city. that I don't think it's enough recognition. Of course, Tony don't want his name in lights. He just wants to be able to get things fixed. But uh, as you mentioned, he, he's done great work at the convention center, great, great work at the at the, uh, the, the NFL. I mean, it's just uh, it's, it's, a, it's a silent tool that's good for everybody in this city, people don't realize.
1: I agree, Pat. And when I saw this problem for MIA and for the future of big shows in Philadelphia, Tom was on the top of my list as part of the suggestions for the solution.
2: Mike Barnes, business manager of Eight, joining us here uh, on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Michael, keep up the great work, my friend. Thanks, Appreciate Mike. it. Thanks for coming Thank you, on.
1: Mike. Guys, thanks for all your support and thanks for your time. And as I said last week, thank you to
2: the mayor i knew i was going to be thanking him this week yeah right, good stuff from
4: Mike Barnes <laughs> here.
2: saturday night live with philly labor we'll get to our first commercial break we'll continue with the president's hour back in a moment
0: i won't participate on behalf of ourselves here at local 98 or the philadelphia building trades in conversations that are purely dominated on social issues that don't affect our jobs
2: Special thanks to Mike Barnes for joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. One last uh, comment on our opening segment: a quote from Mayor Kenny. The Made in America Festival belongs in Philadelphia, the birthplace of our country, and I'm optimistic that we can turn an unfortunate misunderstanding into a positive outcome and an even stronger event. Quote from Mayor Kenny, following the resolution uh, with Rock Nation.
3: Well, Joe, and Joe, uh, you know, the last time I was on the—I uh, the, hate to use the term, but it's better when you say it—the president's night. Uh, you know, the the big subject that we were talking about was the Mark Janis decision by the Supreme Court, um, and you know, as as we mentioned there, we brought some people together and let the world know that uh, we're not folding our tents and going away. We're, you know, if anything, they've uh, they've emboldened us to a, a position where we're working harder for our members and with our members and talking to our members but it's interesting the things that developed um, that the other world didn't know you know they they heard this as a Supreme Court decision and you know what's right and wrong what they didn't know the underlying factor of the people who were putting billions of dollars into trying to destroy unions mm-hmm. and they've been trying that for years whether it's Alec uh, you know that that group of, of people who were trying to tear it down. But interesting enough, uh, I mentioned back then that right after the decision, all through the internet, there were all kinds of forms being sent out to union members, telling mm-hmm. them how they could opt out of the union. And uh, I will tell you, minimal at least the reaction to that form. In fact, it may have insulted some of the union members that say, "Who, who did they to come in here?" But, but what's really interesting, and I and I wish people, especially our members, who really don't. Really grasp yet how serious this is for for collective bargaining and 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 all organized labor. It's not just public employees, but this guy Mark Janis. As soon as this decision was made, he he right away went to work for one of the groups that's trying to tear down unions. Mm-hmm. So uh, so he retired from his job, and uh, <laughs> I, I think a little levity in this is that the the union members had a, a guy was retiring from their ranks, so they had a retirement party. Uh, Unfortunately, Mark couldn't be invited because he's not a union member. So since he didn't want to be a union member, he's not a union member, and and, uh, uh, wants to take all the benefits and put his money in his pocket, the cake said, uh, you know, congratulations uh, to Mark Janis for retiring from not being a union member. So uh, I mean, I don't know all the details, but you, you know, that's the atmosphere I see. Uh, I will tell you, last week, we were in D.C., uh, an advisory committee I'm part of with the national organization. Um, people are building up. You know, the, uh, I mentioned here back a ways that uh, uh, the, the right to work... Is being taken as a as a, a shield of honor for working people, and how many working people now are finding a way to join unions because the discussions are going? Uh, I talked about the state of Michigan. that was right after they became a right-to-work state. They increased union membership over fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and that was a year ago. So. Uh, you know, we have that situation where basically uh, there's a there's a whole lot of people who are driving these right to work issues and uh, the rights of union members, and and it's it's a bunch of bull put on just to drive a nail into the union movement and having members who are working, not even members, but working people out there, have a right to representation.
4: That's a deceptive term, right to work, as we know, and so it's it's it, it's created by some clever people that that. Um Obviously, or your, their your, your, your goal is to deceive, because if you really thought about it, the right to work, who wouldn't be who wouldn't support that, right? It sounds like the right to go to work, obviously, uh, but really it's the right to work for less. One interesting point uh, on last week's broadcast, we had the executive director of the National Union of Hospital and Healthcare Employees, uh, uh, Chris Woods, uh, on the program, and I'll tell you, Joe. He, 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 you remember how passionate Chris was in his speech when he talked about, Pat, he was talking about the Janus decision, and he said they, they've they been preparing for this for a year. Uh, they have, um, you know, it, it has sparked their passion, and there's no way they're going to let that um, decision uh, destroy their union not only that it's going to make them better I I wanted to run through a wall after I heard him talking because he inspired me so much so uh,
2: you know Matt, the- you, hear, you, you, you get the same sentiment coming out of the meeting in Washington
3: absolutely absolutely they immobilized. I mean, you know the the uh, the, the tone of, of the leadership of our national organizations has changed completely because now that they've worked at this, getting prepared for the Janus decision, knowing you know with the right wing court and it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better with the uh, with the uh, this person in in D.C. who says he represents us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the end of, uh, end of the day, what we're seeing is more people who like Chris. Put down last week uh, are seeing this fever for the members themselves because they're taking a look at what they have and here here's what I say to you and here's here's the mistake they made they 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 kind of uh, they woke up a silent bear right okay? they
4: underestimated us
3: because if, if you would get weeks ago months ago you would go to a, a closed shop a company job where people are union because they work there, and ask them about their membership in the union. More than likely, they talk about the dues they pay. Right. And this is what you know the Alex and those people play on. But when you get talking to them, say, "Well, do you have health care?" "Oh yeah, I got I got great health care." I you know. Uh, well, who gets it? Well, you know, it's in the collective bargaining union gets it. Well, you, you're going to be able to retire. Oh, I got a I got a really good retirement plan, you know, or I have a really good 401 one, And then start talking and all of a sudden they realize, oh, wait a minute, I wouldn't have all this. The guy who lives down the street from me don't have this. I have it. Because I pay dues to the union, and I have people out there fighting for me every day so you know it's, it's brought up it 's brought up not only with leaders but it 's brought up members to talk about why they 're members and, and that 's the
4: thing people are talking now and in, in other words you know this has sparked a whole you, uh, you know uh, movement of solidarity of mobilization, union leaders talking to union members, uh, go, you know grassroots campaigns uh, in, in preparation uh, so so the, at the end of the day um, you know, their intentions were to divide us, and in many, and and, and in and I and and listening to our leadership, uh, Pat Iding and uh, John Docherty and Rick Blumenthal and Rich Trumpka uh, across the board. But our individual labor leaders, the union leaders, um, presidents, and business managers as well, um, their passion sustains us. And talking about uh, talking to their members, it's motivated. I think the, our, the our members, labor movement more than ever. Do the members hear?
3: The members are hearing, Joe. That's good. They, they, they didn't hear before, mm-hmm. but they're hearing now. And because there's been such a big thing about what this is all about... You know, listen, when they threw that party because of the, of the Mark Janus, uh, that small group of uh, Asme workers, most of them, if not 80, 90 percent of them, came to the party. And it seems a little ridiculous. Why are you coming to a party that the, the, the honoree can't be here because he's not a union person? And it's because they're getting the feeling of what happened and what these... And right. more and more, we're learning that these people were put in place just to attack the rights of working people that have representation.
2: Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. We roll on here on a Saturday night as we go to a commercial break. Stay with us. Got a couple of programming reminders when we come back after the break. And more with the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Eiding, back in a moment.
0: I believe there's room, okay, for the national building trades, the local building trades, to have partnerships with the Trump administration as it pertains to energy, as it pertains to infrastructure, as it pertains to the undocumented worker
2: back here live on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. One programming reminder as we look ahead to the fall, if you can believe it, uh, in the month of September, our Labor Leader Roundtables will resume at the Sinesta, Uh and the last week of September, the show on the 29th, will be our Labor Leader Roundtable. Teladoc will be part of that, J-Doc, and that should be uh, a great uh, Saturday night uh, as they begin and they resume uh, starting in September,
3: Joe. Joe, I uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about organizing because what the other the other uh, energy that's come out of this. Uh, this whole effort by those other folks to tear down uh, labors, uh, l- labor organizing and, and what have you. Uh, but before I go there, I want to talk about this president sits in the White House with, uh, y- you know, last week, uh, secretary, uh, the, the vice president was in town and, and besides screwing up traffic, uh, he talked about all the great things the president's doing. And one of the things he didn't talk about is all the rights of the uh, government workers that uh, this one stroke of the pen, the the, gu- the, the President of the United States took away from government workers, folks who work in HUD, folks who work in the uh, your veterans, folks who work in everything that they, the 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 parks, everything. Uh, Things like not being able to put anything on the company bulletin board anymore. Things like having time to represent their members. He internally, with this stroke of the pen, is trying to destroy the union that's been around for a long, long time representing those government workers. And that's what you're seeing happening with this White House. So to my brothers and sisters out there that think he's cool and think he's neat with all the stuff he lies about, uh, you know, uh, this economy, by the way, I don't care whether it wants to argue with me or not. Was going in the right direction when Obama was there, and some of the th- and listen, some of the stuff I agree with him. I happen to agree with some of the stuff he's doing with China and those people, as far as, as tariffs and stuff, because it should have been done a long time ago, many times ago. But but to take these rights away from the government workers is is a is a cheap shot. It's a terrible way to do things, and it's another way that he's working with the right wing trying to destroy things. And uh, listen, I know this guy from when he when he messed with all the contracts and put people out of business in Atlantic City for many, many pe- working people lost their benefits because of him. So I know what he's like. But how to throw that in, and there'll be more about that, I'm sure, uh, as we go forward, because uh, uh, there's going to be – I know that government workers are going to stand up whatever rights they have. So speaking of standing up, United here, who who represents uh, you know thousands and thousands of workers in, in hotel workers and, and uh, food services, uh, you know casinos, those things, they're making an effort. You know the 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 big elephant, you if you will, in the hotel industry is Marriott. And you may or may not know that this big Marriott here in Philadelphia has worked uh, without a collective bargaining agreement for all the years it's been here. It came when the first convention cider came, came around. Uh, but what we see now is the workers are hearing these things about unions and they're starting to get another feel and they want to have rights. And if you think about the people, and anybody travels, think about the people who clean your room, do those things. They have. I mean, you, you folks may not know this, but some of those folks have a set amount of rooms they got to get done every day. They got this. They got. It's almost like piecework. And now what what they've done to them is they put them on on a uh, an app, if you will, and and in a moment's notice they say, well, you got to leave the second floor and go up to the eighteenth floor and do that room, and so their quota by the end of the day still has to be met. But now it's it's twice as hard, and and these are folks who probably are working two jobs just to keep ends together because of the money, and they're folks of color, they're they're women, they're 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 the easiest people for the businesses to beat up on. So uh, here in Philadelphia, I got to tell you, Unite Here is doing a great effort. Uh, we, we, you know, we've talked to a few weeks ago. We've talked to some of the workers in the Marriott here. I think other hop- other hotels are going to look, and folks should know that the conglomeration of hotels now when you're talking to the mayor you may be talking to a sheraton you may be talking to a uh window you know you, you don't know who's together with these things so uh I, I just wanted to touch base that folks who work at these hotels are the hardest working lowest paid people you can find so if, if this effort keeps forward and you see folks from the Marriott or any other hotel that's trying to get the, their they're self-protected by a collective bargaining agreement. Please step up and help them. Remember that when you're when you're in a restaurant, you know uh, it, it's that's an easy place because people tip if they're happy, that you know whatever. But think about the hotel you stop in. that's somebody going to come in here and clean your mess after you leave? And it's probably a person, uh, a lot of times a person of age has been doing this for years because she had no other choice, who has kids and maybe a single mom. It, well, it doesn't matter what the reason. They should be treated fairly. So I, wanna, I, wa- I just want to put it out there that the, the Marriott – And we will support the Unite Here folks every way we can, and we'll support those workers to make sure they get the right to collective bargaining down the line. And I think you're going to see that happen. And in Philadelphia, I think, uh, you know, with all the prosperity that's going on, these hotels are doing great. You know, there's uh, they're a part of the conversation. You know, back when last week when they talked about uh, Made in America, the hotel people had something to say about it because what's coming here? You know, that's all and that's all important. That's good. But now, how about treating the workers right?
4: I mean, you know, you see what you know. You talk about the Janus decision, and then you look at individuals like this who are working in difficult conditions and they want a voice. Um, they don't have one now, and many times they're being taken advantage of. Well, the Janus decision is 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 taking individuals who have a collective bargaining agreement who have a fair shot at a at at, at a good wage, a fair wage, and fair benefits and fair working conditions and the way i look at it anyway is it does the exact reverse it takes these individuals and you look at these marriott workers who are dying to get a collective bargaining instead of get a voice and these individuals right here this individual is trying to take the voice away from his people so they can go backwards 50 years
2: the irony of the story is i listened to pat and i listened to you and Absorb what we talk about on a weekly basis here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Laver. is never more evident than our conversation that you just referenced. The Made in America conversation or the convention center, the hotels are standing in line with their both arms out on their knees Amen. waiting for the deal to come together and benefit from it. And then the moment they turn around and go out the door... It's a different approach. It's anti-union. Drives me crazy, Pat.
3: Well, I mean, just Marriott alone probably drew in twenty-two billion dollars last year. You know, <laughs> there's got to be something for the folks who who keep that hotel up for them. And that, and and I won't mention the person's name, but about a week ago there was a conversation, and the the one young lady, one lady working at at the Marriott Hotel, she said. You know, we just hope the union can get us a voice so we we can have better timing and get the rooms done. We want to make sure they're done right for the people. But when they start putting you on the on a phone, the phone rings, and now you got to leave and go four floors to do the other room, people are going to come back to the room and say, oh, this piece is not doing a job. I'm asking everybody who stays in a tow, think about that for a minute. Think about what those workers are going through to get your room. And just look at the cart outside once in a while. I look at that cart. It almost looks like the uh, uh, the, the show where the guy had all the trash uh, trash show hanging out of the truck. They got everything you can imagine hanging off their cart, and they're trying to push it down on a on a carpet. That does not roll too good. Go they're
0: ahead.
2: all working people. Last two minutes of this segment, I want to do a quick cr- a quick transition into a sound bite from Senator Casey J. Doc, who was on our show a couple of weeks ago, and the first time we have Pat. We're back with Pat, and I want to get him uh, to react, so I can frame the conversation. Now, Pat, in a uh, conversation, uh, uh, built around, uh, the Supreme Court, uh, selection and Casey's opposition to
0: it. This process to select the Supreme Court justice is rigged for the hard right. It's as simple as that. We've never seen in American history, certainly not in recent American history, where the only people who get to apply for that job are 25 judges were put on were put on the list during the presidential campaign, and then added to that by the Federalist Society and the Heritage Foundation. Heritage Foundation is the most conservative organization in the country. It's anti-worker, anti-union. They've they've Heritage calls unions cartels. Okay, that's like calling them drug pushers.
2: Senator Bob Casey with us a couple of weeks ago here on Saturday Night Live uh, with Philly labor you can hear the the the, uh, the angst right. uh, in
3: his voice. Well, and 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 listen, it, you know it, it shouldn't take the average Joe and Jane. That much to realize what's going on. I mean, the Supreme Court was supposed to be an entity that balanced the the governance process, if you will. That's the way the the, the forefathers put it. Now it's being done politically. Political. So the Supreme Court is no different than electing a governor, or electing a senator, or electing a state house person. It's done politically, and then you know who who gets the chip and it's always been that way i understand but there's been a balance there was a balance when you could uh, when they could debate the issue a little bit more there's no balance now, and, and Senator Casey's absolutely right. They are driving this, and by the way, there's going to be another appointment probably before too long. They're driving this so far right, it has nothing to do with working people. It's always about the big corporate people and the conservative right, and there's nothing wrong with the conservative. It's the right-wing conservative that, that is going after working people. They want to make two states, the very poor and the very rich. That's what their goal is. Saturday
2: night live with Philly Labor. It's the President's Hour with Pat Iding. We'll take a break here on Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT back in a moment.
0: I've been coming out of that with them guys. Okay, and mm-hmm. I was treasured a treasure of the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people and hasn't it? like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job at becoming a business. Back here live
2: on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHD the 31st Annual Tri-State Labor Day Parade and Family Celebration is in front of us. Monday, September 3rd, 2018. Oh, my God. Oh, Nellie. Uh, another one. <laughs> We've made it to another year. It's crazy.
3: And, and by the way, you don't know how fast that comes around. It if just you, come around. This, yeah. Let me oh, tell yeah. you. No, I it's, know. A, it seems like you start getting ready for it as, as soon as the, the last... Uh, the last drum and butyl chord goes by, but uh, it's a good thing. I mean, you know, listen, uh, I don't want to go off on that too early, but uh, over 60 unions are involved, thousands of people involved. It's a great day, and it's a great reason to have a great day. And uh, I think you're going to find this year, uh, you know, people are running for election because they they're going to want to be around us. Is, but if it's the right people, we want them around us, let me tell you. So, But, guys, i got to tell you that, you know, the, the thing that's happening all over the country uh you know last week when Vice President Pence was here again there was demonstrations and this and that but the thing that resonates in everybody's mind I think are kids in cages now that may sound extreme and I'm sure the other folks who do radio shows on the station might not like me saying that but that's what it comes down to having kids being separated from their parents and put in what appears to be a detention center quite honestly and sometimes detention center may be better and there's two of them. There's the the two big ones. One's in Texas, and the other one's in Pennsylvania. Unfortunately, here right in Berks County, and uh, maybe through influence we can change that. Who knows? But uh, until that happens, labor has come to, is coming together, and they're going to come together big because uh, in 2012 we put some workers' rights uh, bills together, and and the IBW nationally, and of course Johnny Docs uh, Local 98 uh, probably worked about at least six months putting together, and contrary to uh, to the papers, there were somewhere in the area of 40,000 to 50,000 people on the parkway. And uh, I got to tell you, that day the neighbors weren't upset because they are working people. They weren't there with a band, they were there for a cause. And and so we, we start thinking about it not too long ago, and we want to see labor here in the City of Liberty, you know, uh, the where it all started for labor and, and our country to stand up for these kids in a very state that we have people being uh, caged and separated from their parents. So I know there's been a lot of good uh, efforts out there. There's a lot of people doing things. But this is going to be labor's effort. This is going to be labor to come together. And I and I would predict it's going to be by the thousands. I don't know if it will be 40, 50,000. We just started this thing two weeks ago. Uh, but I will tell you already last week Uh, When our our leaders in Washington were meeting, uh, the the general presidents down there are all looking to be part of this program that's going to happen here in Philadelphia. It's going to happen on the 15th of August at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. It's going to be at Penn's Landing. We already know where it's going to be. The thing we don't know yet, if it's going to be 5,000, 10,000, 25,000, or 30,000. But they're going to be there. And we invite folks who want to come and join us. But this is a labor event for those kids. And this is labor united to free the children. This has to stop. We can't allow this to go on. And no better than labor, working people who get up every day and and take care of their kids and and work hard to put uh, shirts on their backs or dresses on their backs, that we can't let this happen. So I want to put that word out to people who care, who are interested. I know that the labor movement, uh, at least from the very uh, Ohio in, To the Atlantic Ocean, you're going to see people in Philadelphia on, on the 15th at four o'clock in the afternoon. And our message is completely free the kids. Let these families be together. Process the process the way you have to process it. But don't do this. Don't, don't, Mr. President, don't do this with these kids. What kind of person does that? nobody wants to see. I mean, when you hear the news, last week there was a, a, I don't even know, they found her yet, a, a college student lost. And the world comes together because they're separated from their family. And hopefully even with a good outcome, you don't want to see them separate. These kids are being forced. And I don't care of the the, the right wing likes or not, they're being forced into cages. And they're being howls like it like they they did something wrong, like they're being imprisoned for crying out loud. And mothers that are weeping and wondering if they'll ever see their kid again. Not alone fathers and the the whole families. But uh, listen, forever and a day our par- our grandparents, my grandparents came my grandparents on my other side came from Ireland. Uh, they didn't they weren't born here. I'm not sure where my grandparents on my, my father's side, but I'm sure some of them came from Germany somewhere. And everybody had parents come from somebody here. The only ones that did is the American Indians. And, and so, you know, we have to find a way to handle this. And it certainly isn't by pr- imprisoning kids and taking them away from their families. So I want that out to, first of all, all labor people. Anybody that's out there working, but all labor people who have the benefit of the collective bargaining, come and join us on the fifteenth. Come and join us at four o'clock. Uh, we're this is not going to be a feast, but we will have some music and we'll have some folks there, and uh, there'll be limited speakers. And and be, you know, certainly uh, our mayor and our governor and our senator are going to be welcome to speak. We're not. This is not going to be a political speech. This is this is about what they believe in. Uh, you know and i know where the mayor is i know i I know that he's got some things he's having a hard time dealing with but i also know that he's with the kids and he works every day hard and takes a lot of criticism because he works so hard towards children he 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 certainly would be there if, we're, if we have this demonstration so uh i'm not calling it a rally i'm calling it labor united to free the children because there's been a lot of rallies this this is labor coming together and, and I would say to you that I think the world is going to recognize the fact that uh, aside from all these other things with Janice and all those other things, working people are always out for the good of the world and are always good for working people. And,
4: and what, I, what I think is amazing Thank about you. that is, is, is that this isn't typically labor's fight. You know, this is, this is labor standing up for people who often can't stand up for themselves. And certainly if you put yourself in that position, like Pat said, you know, you t- an- right today ancestry.com is a big deal, right? So me and my wife got our ancestry done. It's really cool. well. I you know my, everybody's coming from you know J-Doc, other
2: countries. Please don't share any of those
4: results, bro. There was no surprises. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. But uh, but the thing is, I'm just saying. You know, we you know, we came from Italy. We came from Ireland. We came from across the 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 oceans. And 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 in some cases, some of these families been asked questions. Those who've had their kids taken from them. If you knew what was going to happen, would you have done it? And they've said, I would have no choice. Where I came from is, now you want, of course, legal immigration and all that stuff, but that's not the issue. We're talking about individuals who, who in many cases, don't think they have a a choice. So it's labor standing up for those who can't stand up for themselves. And anybody out there listening should take a note. Pat, last word, 30 seconds.
3: Well, listen. I think I think we we covered a lot of uh, a lot of things that probably we could go into a lot deeper. Every one of those subjects, uh, especially organizing what Janice is doing, you
2: uh, don't have time but, to do a president's report uh, eight hours a day. We, no, are.
3: no, no. But I, I'm, nor the fact that do I have time to do this stuff myself. We we only do these things when we're doing something good, better, and different. We do it together, and I think that's what I want to leave with our our listeners out there who who have the benefit of a collective bargaining agreement, let's not forget that, you know, by the grace of God, there go us. You know, we could be begging for a job that uh, we're, we, we, we don't have to work three jobs to do. You're we, here. We've got what we got because of collective bargaining. On
2: behalf of J-Doc, and on behalf of the president of the AFL-CIO, Pat Iding, I'm Joe Krause. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you next time.
0: presents the views of WPHT or its management.